this episode today, I'm joined by former Olympians Troy Murphy, Emerson Smith, and Olympian as a coach Brian Zemba. We recap the 2021 FIS World Cup mogul season. We touch on domestic, international, all kinds of uh, different topics. And I hope you folks enjoy. We also give a little bit of a preview ahead to what next season might look like and what some of the summer training options might be. I hope you folks enjoy this episode. Please make sure to like, share, and subscribe. Also, In the Arena is donating $250 to the T2 Foundation. And T2's mission is to make sure the best American skiers have the support they need to become the world's best skiers and to inspire and teach kids through sport. Thanks a lot. Boys, thanks for taking the time to do this. Really do appreciate it. We're finally able to get together. It only took a few attempts. Months. 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 It pretty much took the ski season to end for us to be able to get together. Thanks for having us. Yeah, of course. Thanks for bringing us into the den here. Oh, it's yeah. fun to... Uh, to be in the main cave COVID safe COVID safe but I think but we're all vaxxed and relaxed so yeah I'm pretty relaxed yeah no it's pretty good so I mean let's start off with talk talking about kind of uh what, what's everyone's thoughts on how the season kind of finished up because we touched on things kind of right before Deer Valley and how we thought it would how we thought it would go and what, what what's everybody's feelings who wants to start um, I can start. I feel like I made bad predictions all year, but I did make the, the correct prediction that Mick was going to win everything once he returned, <laughs> which he did. Safe bet, but very <laughs> accurate. Yeah. I guess I could, I guess it ended pretty lame, right? Like, world champs. White got off, but World Cup finals and casting got canceled. That was kind of a, a bummer, but uh, nailed the Nations Cup, so go Team America. Definitely nailed that one. Yeah, good call on that one. Go Team America. For real. I uh, I wanted to see the boys duke it out in the World Cup Finals. That was like top four guys were close. I wanted to see one last day for the W. Yeah, that would have been nice. Was yeah, it Fog? Was it Fog? I think it was Fog that what ended up canceling it. It would have been fun to, to see those guys because it was so close too yeah. which hasn't happened in, in such a long time I mean Mick's been running away with it so it was nice to see that like literally coming down to the last day but uh, yeah that wasn't, wasn't cool wasn't meant to be super pumped for uh, for Matt Graham though he was my pick you got yeah. that yeah, I got that one so Matt nice work though yeah you gotta respect that guy one of the hardest workers I think oh yeah 100% guys sure. always out, out grinding Ben had a good year too. He's another one that's out grinding all yeah, the time. Yeah, both those dudes. Yeah. Slap some respect on those two dudes. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, and then on the girl side, Perrine with like the, the new HK, just woman, woman on a mission. Well, yeah, I mean, she skied really. It was nice to see her get the monkey kind of off her back because I think that was like the one thing she was kind of missing. She didn't had never won. A world championships gold and singles uh, i think she only had had like the duels at least that was like the big and she's she skied pretty well i mean she kind of started to struggle a little bit at the end of the year though i mean she had that result at, at world champs but then i mean duels day uh kazik uh kazik and russia came out of nowhere at least on the women's side that was pretty that was pretty wild to, wild to watch and on the men's side too right i mean it's pretty interesting to uh yeah duels day women's world champs was like a Europa Cup. <laughs> just like, who are all these... Didn't Russian recommend that. ...the just come out of the woods and killed it. 
I'm trying you to pull up the results. Yeah, I'm gonna pull up the results here. Yeah, right. <laughs> what else do we chat about? What else do we chat about? There are some standout performances. Anyone? Yeah, yeah. Kai Owens came out and crushed it. Well, the whole women's team really just came out and showed up at Deer Valley and crushed it. Yeah. Nick got his first podium. Yeah. That monkey off his back. Yeah, that was a good event. Yep, nice work. Pulling it up here. E dog here, right over there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get in the flow of it. I'm a little lost right now. I feel like for a second there, we just went back to E dog, and now I'm, I'm lost with where we're at. So it was two Russians in first and second. Anastasia Simonova and Victoria Lazarenko. And then Anastasia Gordoko. That's probably not how you pronounce that either. That's probably butchered as fuck. Sofiane Gagnon in fourth. Tess was in fifth. Sor Hannah in sixth. Perrine finished in seventh. And that was like... Perrine definitely... It, it was not like a close duel there. She definitely um, lost. You know, it wasn't like... I mean, she made some mistakes. The other girl was skiing... Russian girls were skiing really well. The one girl was doing that big heli. Statue of Liberty. Yeah. 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 Yep. Things to the moon. <clears throat> we talking like Troy Tully? 360 or? In that realm. Wow. In that realm. Oh, yeah. Dang. She, she, she was taking it up. He still got it. He was up at Snowbird this weekend. His corduroy jeans. Coconut. <laughs> still cooks him. Still cooks him. But, uh, so let's talk about who was everyone's, like, surprise for the year. Or someone that they kind of didn't expect to go out and, and ski as well as... Let's go surprise and a little bit of, like, a disappointment. I know for me, like, I was a little disappointed. I was expecting more, as I know in our original chat, we were talking about Akuma and how legit, you know, and, and he is that hot and cold and everything else. And when he's on, it's so much fun to watch. But when he's off, it was... And so... I was a little disappointed with kind of how I, I, pretty much all of us called him to at least either finish second or be be right there to. Yeah, I think I called him to win, didn't I? Yeah, I think you had him. Yeah, I think you had him. He started off hot, right? Won the first one. And then he was hit and miss, but it's such a it's such a tough year too. Yeah, he's just doing triple backflips in up in, in the nighttime. It's <laughs> oh, crazy. He's got that going. Is he really? Yeah, Can't just like side hit triple backflip in the dark. So, and then he did that like front flip into the tunnel thing. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah I saw that. He's just been going crazy in this ring. But yeah, I I thought he was going to crush. Especially, I thought that not having Mick around was going to alleviate the pressure, mm -hmm. and he was going to be able to kind of like tone it down and just show up and do his thing. And apparently not. Yeah. I uh, I think he needs that pressure. Yeah, that could I be. I think without Mick there, he would like. It's I don't not think a... we saw near his best stuff. And when Mick is there, he, he sends it. Yeah, so we need someone to push him and feel like Mac, like, ratchet up the intensity. I yeah. could see that. That's an, inter that's an interesting thought. I didn't, didn't think about that. Like, definitely seems like that, that could be. Well, he went from, like, you know, having the guy to beat right. to being the guy to beat. Right. Yeah. And he spent how many years having the guy to beat? Right. Yeah. No, it's, 
it's a tough some people can't handle it that way right it's definitely interesting when you're always being chased or when that person's suddenly gone for half the year yeah definitely makes a little bit who knows what drives him who knows who knows who knows big thing on this podcast oh yeah but I mean I know what I know what drives Kingsbury and that was I mean that was a lot of fun to get to chat with him because ins and outs and and how intense and how dedicated and how detailed he is it's just uh there's a reason why he's as dominant as he is because not only is he insanely competitive he also absolutely is obsessed and loves mogul skiing and goes through and uh, has the knowledge and is totally loves all those old school runs and all that i mean you know just has it all archived loves to go through and watch it and just super super detailed so you can see how um he's cleaning up shops making it tough yeah for sure it's just hard to beat that guy because he's so like you said he's just obsessed and he's already so good and so talented and he's willing to like eat breathe and die mogul skiing it's like gonna be hard to beat him yeah i thought he just got a trampoline and that's like what he does for fun in his backyard just bounces on the trampoline yeah which not a lot of mobile, Emerson might do that, but other than that, not a lot of people would do that. Oh, <laughs> I don't think I would. All I could think of, right, like how many runs he's taken, how much he's done that for training. All I could think about is like, man, his poor back. Like, oh, this is what I do for fun. Like, continued just to train. Yeah. Crazy. But I guess yeah, standout wise, didn't see Ludwig having that. Yeah, I was like, gonna say consistent that. Consistent of a year, the kid. Yeah. Been at it for a while and. It paid off this year for sure. Yeah, definitely did not did not see that coming. I feel like he's always been pretty consistent skier though. Like he's always been able to put down his run. Yeah. And so that you know that just paid off this year. Good on him. But yeah, nice one, Ludwig. I, that's probably the breakout call for me too. But I, th- I would say him and Kai, I think also. Right. Yeah, breakout. I don't know because he's like just been there. It's not like he. You know, he came out of anywhere, but just, like, consistency. I guess showing up award. Like, right. Definitely Ludwig. Those guys are all dedicated, though. I mean, you know, Lasse yeah. and Harold have done such a good job with that with that program. They've got them all skiing at a, at a pretty high level. I mean, they're all so consistent. Yeah, they are. And they're really good competitors. And they're really good at what they do. I feel like they all have that same style, and they can all ski fast, and they can, you know, like, they pretty much can lace their run every time. Right. Yeah, I think the team dynamics there are good and pushing one another yeah. as well. Yeah, they do a really good job of being able to present that run where there are not many mistakes. Yeah. And then on the girls' side, I'd say, I mean, we all had U.S. women's team finishing up there and being solid, but um, old Hannah Sorin yeah. ended up top three, I think. That maybe would like stand up on, on the women's side. I think we all expected the women's side, but maybe different players kind of came yeah, into sure. the scene. With Kai sure. and Hannah. Yeah. yeah, Hannah getting third is so sick. Janet still had like a solid year, but didn't. I don't think any of us picked Hannah to be in the top three, and that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, she's, she's skiing really well, for sure. She skied well in Ruka, Kazakhstan, DB, pretty much. I mean, it's such a weird year because it's like you're talking about two or three events. Yeah. And it's, I'm, you know, I'm super interested to, to see what will happen for next year because it creates... There's so much more training this year, and I'm curious how that will affect everyone, especially going into like an Olympic year, because I feel like 
I mean, you guys know the game, and training sucks. You know, like you do it to compete. Like obviously, like you. So a year where like ha more than half of your competitions are essentially taken away, and you just get eight weeks to train at the Deer Valley course or wherever you are, like that that weighs you down mentally, and that's physically and everything else. So like, okay, same spot over and over again. No real light at the end of like. When are we going to compete again? When are yeah. we going to be able to? Makes it super super tough. I wonder what the program will be this summer too. Like where people will be able to train. It seems like Canada's still pretty tight, and I don't know what's going on in Australia. But like, there's not going to be a Whistler. It's probably like, be like a lot of. Hoods it seems like Chile's in play. Oh, Chile, nice. Yeah, but I mean that can be pretty hit or miss. Especially what's kind of going on in Brazil, I guess. I don't know how. That's that's in South America, so I yeah. Don't know, but. It's an interesting one if you want to go yeah. down there. Yeah. They're all vaccinated, though. I would yeah. think most of them. Yeah. 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 And I guess if it weren't safe, it wouldn't be in play, so. Yeah. Either that or, either that or Hood, because I know Whistler's out. I yeah. heard that Whistler's totally, totally out for the summer again, so that's not going to be an option. And then Australia was still off the books for... I think it was like until July or something like that. It was still like July one or end of June, and they were going to reassess. And but that was like a whole. From what I heard, you had to go, and then you'd have to, I think, quarantine for seven days in like a hotel room, and then quarantine like on the back end going back to the states. So it was like if you go down there for three or four weeks, it's actually like six weeks because you got to build in another week, and like that's just. An insane amount of money and insane yeah. amount of time, and I mean it's always awesome. And Australia is definitely the best summer training, I would say. But I mean that's super tough to spend like eight weeks, especially two of them like in a hotel room. Yeah, for sure. I feel like the Alpine team does that. They like just get used to living in Europe, but so maybe the mobile skiers have to get used to that. I mean, they could always go back to Kazakhstan. They have some experience just staying in the hotel room. <laughs> That's got to be the worst ever. That's got to be real rough. Well, the Australians had to do that, though. Like, when those guys got home from the World Cup, yeah. Matt and Brody and all those people had to just chill. And the, they got, like, spin bikes delivered to their rooms, I saw. And they were just hanging in there spinning and yeah. doing their time. A lot of spinning. Can you Lots imagine minutes. quarantining in Jindabyne, though? Well, no, I think they had to quarantine, like, in Sydney, right? Yeah, yeah. I feel like it doesn't really matter where they quarantine. Like, you're just going to like quarantine sometimes. <laughs> I guess, it's, yeah, quarantining in Jindabyne would be tough because the internet is so bad. You couldn't do anything. <laughs> I couldn't do it. You could do it. You could do it. You could do it. Nope. I, think, I, would, I don't think it would be much different than normal life in Jindabyne. We haven't seen a summer in Jindabyne, though. Well, no, I guess this isn't summer. I spent 41 days there in one time. Damn. That was, yeah. It's a long summer. It's a long time in Jindy. It's a long time in Jindy. Some people love it. Some people do love it. I bet the summertime there is pretty sick. Like, the you got the reservoir, like the Lake Jindy. Go out there on the boat. I bet it's pretty fun. Yeah, Mountain biking. The opposite time of when we would go, right? Yeah. Because their summer's what, December? Something like that? Yeah. I think that's exact like opposite. January, exact, exact opposite. We so should go. I know on we the... Should, uh, <laughs> we should go. I've always wanted yeah. to go for the... Uh, for the Australian Open. Yeah. We should go down. December in GND? Yeah. 
Um, so I know we talked about it a little bit on the boys' side. Uh, we were a little disappointed Akuma didn't have a breakout year. On the girls' side, anyone anyone in particular you guys were hoping to see had a little bit better of a season? Or? Um, I'm trying Surpri- to think. Surprised or... I think as well. Surprise on my end was, uh, at least domestically in the States, was Kylie Cariotis. Oh, Smoking okay. her up there, you dog. Kylie and you. Coach. Okay. Nice. nice job, coach. Nice work, because she was, she was cooking them to, to finish off the year. She's yeah. And then she well. another one would be Lemley. I mean, out of nowhere, had yeah. never heard of that, never heard of her before, and then next thing you know, just... I mean, she I guess kind of heard of her, but not like, force. I for think sure. she's the next yeah. big thing. Yeah. She, she, she's yeah. she's so good. So, <laughs> like, qualify for World Cups and be like, eh, actually. <laughs> You're too young? Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Showing up to the amusement park and like, yeah, you're not quite tall enough for this ride. Yeah. But. Soon enough. Yeah, that's good, enough. though. Yeah, I should just have that's, more time to be ready to go. It's, like, an unfortunate problem to have, but I guess. It's a good Maybe, yeah, it might be better in the long run, to be honest. Like, just give yourself more time to get ready and develop, and then when you, you know, you can just really show up and you're finally there. Yeah, I think, I mean, when she does hit the World Cup stage and stuff, like, I don't, I don't know what she'll be doing for DD and just sheer skiing skills, but I imagine it'll keep getting better and better. Because she can already do full the court seven, right? Yeah. So 10 maybe or double hole or something yeah which would be crazy anyone on the world cup level girl side surprise you disappointing surprise japan had a really strong yeah. uh you know was kind of could saw that a little bit in in ruka but they definitely were skiing super super strong and they're deep too yeah they're all they're similar they're good gu- good jumps and yeah they were i thought they were skiing pretty well they're definitely a surprise for me it was a bummer to see that uh Henri get her to Deer Valley because mm-hmm. she's she's really good were you up there did you get to watch it in person I didn't go up no. but DV Duel's Day did you another. yeah yeah yeah, went up. It was yeah DV out. Duel's Day was insane, insane. to watch insane yeah carnage yeah yeah a lot of really gnarly crashes I feel like yeah it's been definitely the last couple of years past like two or three years DV DV Duel's Day has definitely turned it up to 11 <laughs> yeah that should be like a live nationwide thing just because it's so entertaining like that would be really entertaining to watch for people how like duels isn't like a, a friday night x games type showcase is like beyond me that'd be i feel like gets so, so much attention if it were in that sort of platform Aspen's got the course there. A little mobile X. Yeah, they do. At the time, they're looking for a head coach. Who's going to build it? It's <laughs> a great question. It's a great question. But also, uh, on the guy's side, uh, Nick Page, I mean, he had a super good year. I mean, kind of wasn't uh, a huge surprise. You kind of knew he would be building and, you know, progressively getting better and better. You know, he had this first finals the year before and was kind of kind of building up and then this year he definitely getting that podium I mean that's just got to be huge for his confidence and then national champion that was definitely a big big accomplishment for him too he finished top 10 in the world as well so I mean it's definitely like yeah and still trajectory. the ceiling isn't even close yeah to, I mean, yeah 
already doing the 14s in the competition sometimes and he crushed that 14 and Ruka was like laced like perfect I feel like yeah I've yet to see a venue where he can't go and do it yeah in yeah, any yeah. jump I've seen he'll he'll do it yeah he'll lace it yeah it's incredible yeah, and he's got the he's got the work ethic too, so that'll definitely. I think he what he was rookie of the year this year or last year? This this year this year this year. This year. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I mean that was it's definitely awesome to see Skeetwell. And, uh, you know, I think what what are uh, what's everyone's thoughts on the fact that we were able to get uh, junior nationals, nationals at least like on the domestic side, able to kind of get those events off because there was definitely a little bit of back and forth. I mean, there was certainly. Um, much much different uh, way of life out here compared to like back east and everything else. I mean, yeah. There's a lot more restrictions, and I know some of those East Coast clubs had to deal and jump through hoops and everything else to try to get out here. Where in Utah, I mean, it was pretty much pretty open. I mean, everyone was wearing masks and stuff, but I mean, it was pretty status quo for like the last pretty much since like July of last year. It hasn't really changed that, you know. I mean, yeah. Gotta wear a mask. I think that's a really tricky situation where, like, I don't know, there's maybe no right answer. Like, on one hand, you know, maybe you want to just, like, let it be and let everybody train and not have to have, like, some kids maybe at a disadvantage or some people having to work harder to, to make it happen. But at the same time, you really want to, like, get kids an opportunity to compete and be involved. And I, so I totally see both sides. And I think, uh, yeah, it might just depend on where you live and what your perspective is but I don't know if there was a right answer and so and it's, I think it's good that they were able to I mean they were able to do it and keep yeah. kids skiing which is awesome because I think a whole year of not of no competition like you said before could be a real deterrent for somebody at that age from wanting to stay involved in the sport that's like an age where you're juggling a lot like yeah. a lot of different sports soccer basketball like there's all, so many things to choose from yeah. and yeah it's tough I think the sport needed to have those events yeah to keep kids in it and give them the chance to go do it because like you said earlier like i think it's easy for a world cup skier to if they have to take the year off and train they'll do it you know mm -hmm. that's their life they're in it but if you're 13 14 15 and so on like right you do it for those events those are your goals of the year you, you need it to happen mm -hmm. so for them to get that i think was great yeah no like i agree as well with Murph was saying, like, the fact that they had him, I think, is super important. I think either way, if they, it, it's awesome that they got him off, but even if they went a route where it was, like, a divisional-type juniors or something like that, I think would have been, like, awesome. It's fine either way, but the fact that they did get it with the whole division, all the divisions involved and the whole country involved, I think, was, was huge. It was a huge, huge feat to pull off by the programs that held them, and kudos to, to USSA and everyone making it out here and all the programs that put in the time E-Dog and Park City Freestyle Wasatch Freestyle for pulling nice those events boys. Yeah. Nice work boys mm. keep keeping the ball rolling but yeah it was tough like if they had decided to, to pull those events and like oh we're keeping it in division like can't really fault anyone for wanting to do that either but right I think yeah, it I th brings the, the pipeline I mean it keeps everything like selections and all that like if you don't have a nationals and everything else I mean, it makes it super hard to I mean everything is back on track right the yeah. well, on the lower end domestically like points lists and 
yeah, you know, all rednecks and everything else. Like, I'm curious, like, what's Canada going to do? Like, what happened to their freestyle? Because they had no events this year. So what does that mean for... Because that's going to be... All right, they have a, usually a super deep uh, development and, like, club level and all that stuff. Um, so what happens? I mean, we're going to get to see the other end of the experiment. Like, how many kids are like, you know what? I'm just going to go to school. I'm going to be dead. Like, yeah, didn't get the opportunity to have their... Nationals. I don't even think they had Canadian selections, right? Um, I know they were there. Sure. Well, it'd be it'd be crazy in the states too, because nationals counts for selections. Your two mm -hmm. best days. If a dark horse wants to come out and give it a run on the road to the games, like nationals right. plays in. Sure. You take that out and go to just selections. Ooh, yeah. That's a lot more pressure. Yeah. Yeah. The one thing I would say is I hope that. Well, I don't think it's really even an issue, but it seems like. Because the situation, obviously, we had to, like, make do with what we had. So we used the UOP and the Snowbird cords, which I think are great for some things, but not maybe those caliber events. Right. So I just hope that that doesn't set a precedent going forward that, you know, I think we need to make sure that we keep our, um, like, criteria about what's a course and, like, what can be valid for nationals or what, you know, that stuff just needs to be important moving forward. I totally get why we did it this year. Sure. But moving forward, make sure that it's, you know, we're standing by our... Uh, Criteria. Yeah, yeah criteria. exactly. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, it was nice just to, to be up there and see national, see all the people around and, and everything else. And I, mean, I think that, uh, I don't think there was any outbreaks either. Like, I don't think we had any that I remember. I don't think there was any selections. Right? Was there any selections? I don't think it, I've seen going in, but I don't think as a result of selections. Okay. But... Who knows? Some like <laughs> some uh, yeah drama going in, but it seemed like it sorted itself out. And then maybe a couple of weeks after nationals, but um, gotcha. some some pops. Fairly, but... fairly un, fairly <laughs> unscathed. Fairly <laughs> unscathed. I mean, hell, right? Like even in pro sports, you have a whole team that can be vaccinated, but then seven or eight players a month later are COVID positive. <laughs> yeah, you're Yankees. Rough go. It's a rough go. But yeah, no, I mean, it was, it was uh, super fun just to be out there with all the kids for, for the entire winter, those few events that I got to go check out, Fist Open and Nationals, just to get to be around, and everybody was pretty positive, everybody was pretty happy, like, it was fun to be able to see the kids in their environment, going out, trying to do the best they can, and Nationals is always, was always my favorite, because it was the last event of the year, can't hold anything back now, last True. event of the year. <laughs> and it was you know duels was super fun to watch on that uh because you know as you say it was definitely a short yeah course had gotten that snow and it was definitely like a a straight line fest for yeah. sure whiskey throttle type day <laughs> they made that course as good as it could have been though i was driving up to alto a bunch and looking over like dang that looks pretty sick for like what that course normally is and what it was for that event it was pretty sweet and yeah, I think it was the first got it. Hopefully, you could do some work in the start, get a little bit more out of it, do a little dirt work is maybe down the pipeline, but... It could be, yeah, it could be awesome if you just made it a little steeper and a little bit longer. It, with the lift going right there, and it's right at the base, like you can walk through it. That's pretty cool. It's at an avalanche danger. It's, yeah, it's a, it's a nice... Yeah, true. Yeah. They can open it early. Yeah, definitely kudos to Snowbird as well for being able to push that snow and all that i mean they did they're it they're super into it yeah they've been up there 
even these past couple weekends in May, having a, a mogul course up there, some of the local teams have been up there, and as well as all the race teams, like over on Road to Provo, they're super into the, the spring teams kind of up there and utilizing that space, so hopefully that continues. We need more mountain support, for sure. Definitely. Yeah, the course looks pretty sweet. What, it's like 215 meters of just bumps, and they got a little jump side next to it. Seems like it's been it's a pretty good setup there in Snowbird. I think they're trying to go to Memorial Day, which is definitely a valiant effort if there's enough snow up there. If not, I mean, it's a pretty good, it's a pretty good run. It's a good run that they had. Tough winter. Yeah. So, yeah. I can't write. Just beyond a snow aspect, like a COVID, running any business in COVID, I can only imagine. Yeah. No, it's been, been a rough year, but at least they've, they've done their damnedest for sure. Heck yeah. So E-Dog taught, let's, let's also, because after Nationals, you got to go do a little fist Open action over there, and Jolie, who had a strong end of the season, absolutely heard he put on a smoke show. I have yet to see the run. You I gotta see watch it at some it. point. It's a smoke show. It's a smoke show. I mean, it was, <laughs> it was very good to watch. It was kind of classic Joel fashion. You watch him in training, he's floating around doing whatever he does, and then came out in qualities, had a good run, and then finals just smoked everyone. Like, he was, he was out there in a league of his own. Really? It was, it was impressive. Um, yeah, has he posted it? Where can we watch it? It's on Instagram. You yeah. can watch it. It's on the gram. I think it has a nice oh, song. It's got a good song to it. It, it was yeah. a good run, you know. Um, he pretty much played that course for exactly what it was. Yeah. Just, it was consistent pitch, not that steep, but he just didn't bring much DD, but just ripped it. It was fast. Yeah. Um, that event was interesting too because it was like you watch training and ooh, Cole McDonald was on one mm. that kid was skiing on a mission so that was a shame to kind of see him not put it together in contest gotcha um, I would have liked to see if he was in that final yeah but for the guys that were in there I mean Joel kind of crushed everyone yeah in my opinion gotcha and that was a not like it was just some throwaway, throwaway contest as we were touching on a little bit earlier before we got on. But it was a lot of good. Not a throwaway game up in Rochester. Not a throwaway game up in Rochester. <laughs> but yeah, it was like four or five former Olympians in it, and I mean it was it was definitely a. Did they do a super final or was it just Qualies finals? Qualies finals. Qualies cool. finals. Interesting. Is that what we should go back to? Should it be back to Qualies finals? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think the super. Yeah. Get it, get rid of the super duper final, yeah. which is actually just, just finals. That top five in the final, and you're waiting, doing your run for that round. Like you're playing to get into the supers, mm -hmm. where you go to the sixteen. I mean, it's just smoke show after smoke show. Right. Sixteen to one, everyone's trying to win right then right. and there. Yeah, I think it should be that. Maybe they even open it up to like twenty or maybe a few more. And I think both runs should be new. I mean, both runs shouldn't be new. They should be like. You lay down a run, first run, you get whatever score. Mm -hmm. That should still count. And so that you oh, so can, like a best of two. Can, yeah, best okay. of two. And next run, you can, like, step it up and try something new and, like, really push it. I think that would be way more exciting. Gotcha. I think you probably have to then shorten the field then, don't you think? Or if maybe you, you make it less, like, yeah. If you wanted to still 
make it appealing to TV and be like, yeah, maybe, show yeah, maybe you make it smaller or yeah, I don't know, I haven't yeah. like fully thought through, but I think that that format that they do and like slope and pipe, slope they and do that, yeah. yeah, and they do three runs. I don't know, if that's maybe a little too much, but I think if you did two, mm-hmm. you could allow people to like put down, yeah. you know, a solid run that they're happy with, and then they can really push it. I feel like they do three, but it's kind of they separate boys and girls on like different days. Yeah. Normally, so maybe if you went like twelve-person format, the best of two. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that de- I mean that definitely makes sense. It'd be fun to just like play with it, for sure, and see how how that works out. I mean, yeah, one thing that I think's been I think's been rough is the the duels format is with the chain the changing of you're scoring the one run and then the one. I don't know. I don't kind of like the old old duels format. Seems yeah. to make more sense in my head. <laughs> I think that two person two best of two run format would would open up the avenue maybe for like doubles and whatnot. You know, like a little bit more flexibility of oh I already stomped around now I'm gonna play and push on this one and Yeah, what do you guys think about that? That's such a contentious issue, the doubles in mobile skiing. I'm down. I think I am not down. Not down. Not down. Not down. Like if you wanna go do doubles Get some twin tips, go to park, do it too. I, I'm down if it's like a certain, I guess, court. It's got to be the right venue. Like, I think you need to change the venue in a sense. Like, we've seen sometimes at some World Cup finals and duels events where there's no bottom section. Like, okay, like, this is a big money booter bottom air, and maybe it's like a showcase event, but it would be cool to see it more often in the sport, I think. But it's been proven that you don't have to change it. They can do it. That's the thing. The I would be super into it if Spec didn't change at all. You got guys like Mick, Akuma, Nick. Yeah, they've they all go, been They do it in Spec. You can do it in a 15 meter chop. Congrats. Well yeah. had. But if you need like a bigger pad or a bigger transition, bigger jump, then like maybe maybe not for you. Yeah. No, I agree with that. I mean, I think that you need to. You can't change the, the spec around on it. I, I guess it needs to. I guess I'd maybe change a little because then you you open up a little bit. Like how creative can you get? Can you like go switch real quick and do a switch double and a mobile run? Like that. I think that'd be sick. I'm <laughs> all for that. To, Marty Odlin used to do that back yeah, in the exactly. day. Selections. Like, nice changing, name drop. Yeah. Solid. If changing the specs will allow for more like out of the box creativity at a few events, or maybe they're not like okay here's an event at the end of the year that's not going to count towards rankings or something. I don't know, but it would be cool to, like, let's expand it a little bit and see how wacky and wild we can get. Yeah. Yeah, like, there's that guy from Montana that was doing the Road 7s, which is cool. Oh, yeah. Better uh, skid more. Yeah. He yeah. also did a switch one. But yeah. Uh, oh, he did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. landed switch and came across the line switch or something. Yeah. yeah. There was some sort of switch in there. Yeah, I think he came across the line switch. Or he landed switch? I can't remember. Something. It was in a duel. He, ca- he landed switch. Yeah. And skied the Maybe bottom section. Nine. Hard to get a good bottom section score switch. Yeah, I hard think. to get a bottom But good on him. Yeah. It was so, sick, though. Yeah, I guess I'm, I'm for board. Both. Either way. Yeah. yeah. Spec, not spec. What if you made the, the changing around the spec of, like, middle section? So middle... So, so you have a... a four or five turns in the top section, short top section, 
middle sections like 15 20 turns and then you have like a 40 turn bottom section just that. like yeah that's just awesome. okay you land your cork 10 all right like you got 50 turns to go let's see what you got just yeah. not every course just play around like one venue maybe it's a course that's super flat maybe you do it somewhere that so you move both the jumps they're super close and then you land your 10 and it's not three turns you got 40 to go like all right, let's see. Let's see how you're able to hold on with that. That would showcase like this skill for skillful mobile skier, I think. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Well, I mean, Tremblant, one year had a crazy long bottom section. I mean, but it was so flat. It was the <laughs> steepest part of that course, <laughs> which I mean is still flat, but it's the steepest part. You had to land that bottom air and knock out like it's like 12 to 15 turns down there, which a normal bottom section, yeah, it's just like three, four. Here we go. Yeah. Claim City. <laughs> Maybe there needs to be like a separate series, which is like an open, and then like every event's a little bit different. One event they've got huge I, tables, one event they have a huge bottom. I mean, section. I think that that's what the World Cup tour should be. That's kind yeah, of what it like used to be. Yeah. You would go to Inuishiro or someplace else. Yeah, it was, it was like super steep. steep yeah. And you'd have the best guys in the world just like backing down to do like, okay, I'm just going to do like a lay up top. Dude, or like I went there. Like <laughs> I got to compete there once, and it was like. Villado and Meg were just like doing the gnarliest double fold on that top air. It was so crazy. I think I tried one or two and was like, no, doing it then. Like, there's no way. Wearing a. In Inuashira. So crazy. That place was insane, dude. The most intimidating thing I've ever. It wasn't like bottom air crashes, too. Like, I feel like I've never seen some. Well, the bottom air was sketchy because it it gets really flat. (laughs) And so, like, you'd be coming in so fast thinking you're good, and then all of a sudden you, like, catch your tits. That place was badass. Play around? Yeah. Because all of the, I mean, it's all become so cookie cutter, and it's the same, you know, fairly same lit, and that's all part of, like, creating that spec, but I think it makes it. Yeah, I guess I'm a baby in my comments from earlier, but yeah, that would be cool. Just just another little change in there. There has to be a few. I think, yeah, just, like, the more you open it up to higher DD, like, the more spec it needs to become, right? Like, you show up at a half pipe, you show up at a free ride event, like, those jumps are so to spec because the no, risk no, they're not doing. really, though, because they, like, in in every pipe, slope like, event? Almost every half pipe, like, well, yeah, great conditions, pipe. but, yeah. like, same walls, like, all the specs in terms of her height, all that type of stuff because of what they're throwing. The, yeah, the but the slope comps not so much. Like they they'll show up to a slope comp and the jumps will be tiny and obviously no one's doing triples. Yeah, I think you have to kind of leave it up to the athletes to decide when they're going to do it. If they're going to do doubles, when they're going to do it. I don't think like the athletes are going to do a double no matter what. Like you don't mm-hmm. even see that now. Like the athletes, if there's a sketchy top air, like they don't do a ten, they don't do a double full. Right. It's not like they're going to just go out there and like kill themselves. I don't think that. But that's the thing with current spec, like athletes have shown they can do doubles yeah right that's right but they're not going to do it at every course no they had more strategy to it yeah if you had some that are like no way and then some that are a little bit more open you know yeah yeah sure yeah like deer valley you probably would do a double or Ruka, you probably would do a double if you're at like i don't know where's a small bottom air somewhere where it's like flat they probably wouldn't do it or it falls away like calgary like there they probably would do it it'd be easy yeah Park City Norian back in the day. Remember that bottom air fell away? <laughs> the one that was built with trash cans? <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that every course? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. It was. Oh, Depends on the year. Right. 
<laughs> I remember hauling a lot of trash cans when you're full of snow. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think kind of like right in every other sporting, you show up to different venues. Like you have to play a venue a certain way. Why not have that mobile skiing where you have to ski at a certain way, jump at a certain way? Well, I think that creates more of the challenge and gives you a true like overall. I mean, clearly Mick is dominant right now, but I mean, I think that. Um, it, it just gives you an overall like okay who's who's the actual I mean if everything is so close to being that you know Deer Valley is the one essential difference right all the other courses are pretty similar here yeah. and there I mean right obviously you'll deal with firmness you'll deal with pow days you'll deal with a bunch of different but I mean for the most part I can't speak for China or any I mean you guys would know. know so I mean is it all I mean are they that or do you think they're different enough that you still get that. They're pretty different, I would say. Like, I would say, like, the overall profile of the courses are very similar in mm -hmm. a lot of regards, but, like, if you go to China, it's, like, really tight and super firm. Mm -hmm. If you go to, like, Trumla, it's going to be way more spaced out and, like, a little more flat. Calgary has, like, the rollover. Like, there's, right. there Which are... Which Calgary would build that rollover? Like it used to be. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. I remember the first time I saw Calgary damn near pissed my pants yeah it used to be sick roll. like yeah. you look at that and you're like whoa it's yeah. so tough like to get to, to not only like build a venue or to, but to get mountain support it would be sweet that maybe you had two or three like three uh, venues or resorts that would hold events every year but I think also too if you had maybe new five or six new places every year where like for sure that would like really stir the pot a little bit because even yeah, well, there might be some variances between the courses. The places you go are totally pretty much always the same, and it's pretty much the same course every time you go there. Right. So. I think on the courses, the biggest gap that needs to happen is the NORAM level to the World Cup level. I think there's a big gap in courses there. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, you go ski Winter Park at Selections, and then you get to start at Deer Valley. Yeah. That's you, just, right. you just went on child's plane now you're on the monster right yeah but i was but like the norm courses tend to be on world cup courses like belting cone calgary A you're more talking selections i think oh, so like it's hard to go then, from you know, got it well it's it's year to year you know you go on some norm tours where you go deer valley calgary st cone and then finish on a killington or something but that's mm -hmm. one out of four i guess so yeah 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 so like that year is good but then you go like a North Star. In OG, Park City, North Star, somewhere back east, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think the selections point is a, is a good one. Like, you're some kid that goes out and wins selections at Winter Park, and you think you're on top of the world, and you're just going to, like, roll up to Deer Valley and crush, and then you get there, and it's totally different. Buckle up. I mean, it's going to be totally different anyway, but I think if the selections course is a little bit more challenging, like, you might... You maybe would get a different outcome, and you make it somebody who is a little bit more prepared. And I'm a guy who won the Winter Park selections, and I wasn't prepared. So. <laughs> remember back in the day when it was a little bit more like? Do you guys remember when it was super steep coming out of the top Winter Park? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was yeah, sick. Yeah, the old course. And yeah. it used to be like, well, it's still a pretty small top air, and that makes it challenging mm -hmm. into like a tough exit. But then after that, like if you can get through those first like five turns, you're out of the good. top air, that's, yeah. yeah. But they used to have, like, Winter Park back in the day, I mean, because selections used to rotate a lot more, it wouldn't just be at Winter Park every year. They had 
um, the Sprint Grand National there in like 2000 or 2001. Nerd. <laughs> <laughs> but that was like right at the face of the mountain. It was it was super steep. I mean, it was great, great spot, great setup, and uh, it really uh, yeah. I'll take a beer. Um, well, they have like a, such a thanks. cool heritage ski, like mobile skiing there. It'd be cool if they did it at Mary Jane. Obviously, hard to view it, but it'd be cool. I'm good for now. But they had such a different. I mean, they have that whole other side of the mountain, which is awesome. And then, but as as you were touching on, like can't remember who said it about trying to go with different spots of you know to help grow the sport like okay let's try to have different areas you run into that issue when you go through and you do a noram at a north star right because that's a, right. that's just yeah. a program that's trying to help build and how you know try to get some of that growth in the sport and that's huge for that program right like you have a you have a full scale event there you're able to hold off you know pull off a noram and I know it's, you know, not everything in the program there is going super well and like the growth has been great. And so hopefully in the future, you know, they'll be able to bring more events there. And so, so that's kind of the hard dynamic to go back and forth. Like maybe you have a, but what's the other option, you know, cause well, Noram's big growth, a regional event isn't really going to do it. Are you going to hold the nationals or a like the main events? It's a Noram, it's a nationals, it's a juniors. If you really want to get that growth and help the club and all that stuff so i mean it's a it's a catch-22 when yeah you know nat didn't have it nat didn't have a ton of staff um to help with course and all that stuff I remember being up there helping them after training and all that stuff with mick and marchetti and whoever else when we were chopping and digging and um but it, it's one of those and they also got a bunch of snow i mean i get yeah, it yeah, that yeah. course was well, ridiculously flat no, i got some work since then but yeah that's we need, in a sense, like more programs like that. That there once was never a program there, and now. Well, he's even that event. It's, yeah. It's been three kids, and now it's 47, 43, 47 kids. Like, yeah. I think doing a awesome. tour like that throws a it throws a total curveball in sure. people too. Like, you go somewhere else. It's not the standard Norham stop, you know. Right. Like, yeah. People like we have to go about, ski yeah. a new course, yeah. which I think is great. And yeah, it's flat, but hey, it's or like maybe it's. It, it's not as flat as it was or like it's different at least like there's more strategy to it yeah i mean i think i think it was a great course i'm throwing no shade at north star it did great by me yeah <laughs> did you win <laughs> <laughs> i was talking today with brian wilson about it's funny we we're like pretty much the same thing and we were saying it'd be cool to involve a lot of like new places in like montana and idaho and like in the midwest there's a lot of opportunity for growth i think and it would be really cool to do a series where you had the kids who were just below the Noram tour, like the kids who maybe like just didn't make it, and have kind of like this group of, I don't know, 20 kids, and they go on the road to all these new resorts, and it's kind of like an expo where they're competing for like a tour, but then the local kids at those places also get to jump in. Yeah, and, that was, and then while you're doing that, like you could kind of like try to talk to these different resorts about how you set it up and how you like run a program and... Just kind of like spread the word that way because like the norm kids are obviously hyper focused on what they're doing and trying to make world cup but the kids who just didn't make it if they had like a group of 20 of them i think it'd be like a tight-knit competitive group pipeline. Yeah, yeah better pipeline and it's not like they don't just go back to their home division and compete with the same people they always have yeah. they get to like compete with this group who's all just about to make it mm -hmm. and then they also get to like kind of spread the word and yeah. show off mobile skiing and they ski different courses it's yeah. kind of like you said on the World Cup, like, 
different places you go with spacings and even yeah and you know how that they those sh- how they shape courses the are going to be like, way different like it's crazy the first time you leave say yeah your home division you go to a new course like that day of training can be a curveball for some or it can be awesome for others like yeah. you don't you don't know what to expect yeah yeah we'll definitely but i mean i think all those all good points to try to help get some get some growth and it would be interesting to be able to reach out to those clubs in the Midwest and everything else, yeah. especially with over the past year. I mean, one of those things about COVID is everything you can do online. I mean, you have all those classes you have. I mean, you could essentially do a Zoom master class with, you know, reach out to some of those mountains in the Midwest and be like, hey, you want, you know, Zoom video, use some freestyle and boom, boom, boom. Okay, yeah. you want to start up a little club and... It's not that right. hard. It's super easy to do. Once you get through the Olympic year, it'd almost be great if USSS um, had some sort of like a, a part of their education department was someone that's versed mobile skiing goes to like club, new clubs. yeah, new clubs like travels around like, hey, have you ever thought of like doing a mobile program and show like a little informational video or PowerPoint or slide and like totally a couple people in a the room they're like, oh, that looks fun. Let's start that. Like, how do we? How do we do that? Like, right. Because to think, like, there's so many untapped, awesome places that I can't, like, can't think of that that need a mobile program. We don't have a mobile program. Like, think of like how many mountains are up in Washington State, or how come we've never been to Mammoth for a mobile event? Like, yeah. What's going on? And then on all those places of, in the Midwest, and they like yeah. seed mobile courses like to the public. They're just like open. What's well, like Jackson Hole, right? Like what? Yeah. <laughs> all these epic mountains right? well, I think the thing about those places is there's so much other stuff on offer that it maybe you might be like swimming upstream there but if you go to somewhere like the Midwest where like there isn't like a big mountain to be skiing a ton of powder like the only game in town is like a racing or a park or a mow course and they have lights and the kids can show up after high school and like or after yeah. elementary you know after school and show up and ski I think that's why Quebec does so well because they're Mountains are not as prestigious as they are in BC, and there's mm-hmm. not as many distractions. Mm-hmm. And the kids like kind of show up to the mountain, and all there is to do is ski the mobile course. Right. Or yeah, if there's some in the events department with like US ski team, we talk about branching out and going to different places, like they do now in MLB and NFL, where you'll have like the London game, or like they have a Field of Dreams baseball game, and a Mexico City football game. How does the events department be like? Well, what mountain do we have a good partnership with? Okay. Yeah mountain whatever would it be jackson hole crispy whatever like what if you approach them with like hey everyone if, like we know mobile skiing is huge here but we want to throw an event here like, yeah that would be sweet yeah no i mean i think that would i think that would be awesome and then also the clubs that you know formerly used to have programs and used to have like super strong programs i mean bogus basing comes to mind bogus basing held nationals in 2002 and they were you know Hold Haga, Nick Hanscom, Dave I mean, they had a, yeah, a lot, lot of good really teams. good, um, I think G.W. Crichton, who was, uh, G.W. was, he was on the Aerials team, too. I mean, they had a lot of, like, good people come out of Bogus Basin. No. That's true. I'll take that. But, like, you could easily uh, build that program back up. I mean... They have a huge, like, population pool to draw from, right, too. Where was it? Yep. Was there a World Cup at Fortress? Like up in Canada back in the day, or mm-hmm. those type of places. Well, you look at you look at now, like 
U.S. team nominations came out. What is there? There's four or five clubs in there mm-hmm. of all the teamers. That's crazy. There's like what, 14, 15, 16 athletes? Yeah. Four or five clubs. Killington, Wasatch, Vale, Steamboat, Steamboat. Steamboat. Park. Winter Park. We're missing someone, and we'll we'll hear about it. But yeah, that's yeah. Anyone from Park City? I don't think so. No. That's tough because so many people like, but where they're from? Park City. But that's crazy. But that also, I mean, you you look at it. I mean, Park City is one of the everyone comes here because the facilities yeah. and all, and all that stuff. I mean, it makes it super super open to come to, right? I mean, why would you not train? Best spots. Yeah, I mean, other on the East Coast, well, you got to go to Placid, right? Yeah, I don't even know what the scene is like there. I feel like it's a lot different than when we were skiing there. I don't know. Yeah, are there are there like mobile skiers jumping at Placid anymore? Oof. I don't know. Because that's the other spot. You go to Placid on the East Placid Coast. Like, but I think Waterville has their airbag, and Killington yeah. has an airbag. Does Stratton have an airbag? Uh, they just built yes. an indoor. They had like an air phone. Yeah. Like, Who did? In their barn. Uh, Stratton. Yeah, they had like a. Oh, okay. Ski. Yeah, foam pit, right? Yeah, I just watched some... a video on the build of it. They built yeah. like an indoor ramp into a foam pit in the barn, I guess. Yeah. Is that? Has anyone done the? I've That's never done the airbag. <laughs> I've never done the airbag. <laughs> is the airbag like legit? I've never done it. You've never done it. Apparently, too old. We're all dating ourselves. (laughs) I saw a sweet one in Whistler one year. The Ireland ski team didn't know it was a thing. They (laughs) had two jumps side by side, and they had a custom airbag, and it sloped with the landing hill. It was like this crazy thing, and a mogul jump into it, and then right next to it, they had a mogul jump to snow. And that Whoa. looked like it could be the most progressive site. I that always you thought have. the free ski one at UOP was for the summer and winter. Well, they had no, that, they just, but on they, a mogul site. They make the that's wild. So at the UOP, yeah. they had the free ride jump into the bag, and then they get rid of the bag, but they pretty much build the like exact same same jump. jump. But it, like I thought, it was always going to be there, so you could do like <laughs> yeah. That. Snow. Yeah. To bags, well, that's bags, a lot snow. of European countries are doing that. They're building two massive jumps side by side in the winter. One to an airbag that has the slope of the landing down to their flat. Apparently, pad. still get bodied on those though. For sure, but I mean, could you imagine the progression? You get yeah, to do crazy. however many onto an airbag and then take it to an identical jump on snow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's super. Because I mean, I, I always one of the sweet things about Whistler is you could go up on snow and then you could go water ramp if you wanted to like you know yeah. it's like okay that that was pretty re- progressive yeah. like okay like, well I, I was... saw the Ireland team doing and this was when I was still an athlete and I was like hey I could use that that would be nice <laughs> you know <laughs> never happened but <laughs> yeah that's weird like I feel like the US team should have that they should right or I feel like a mobile airbag wouldn't have to be that big. It wouldn't even have no, to be that tall. No, it wasn't that big. It wasn't like three was, feet tall, four like, feet tall? Yeah. I think Killington says there or something. Probably the three feet tall. Come yeah, on. but theirs is like the, you know, the whole to do, like, drag this, this huge thing like, out. This was like, you skied in on snow to a snow jump, and then landing pad airbag. And How right tall was the airbag? 
Uh, probably two and a half, three feet yeah, off the ground. Small. I mean, yeah. it was small. How, it was, was, only... was it essentially the size of this room? That how, like, yeah, I mean, it was like a yeah. picture of mobile pad, you oh, know, 15 yeah. meters. It had a slope down to a flat airbag as well. And you landed on the slope. And then the identical jump and landing pad right next to it. Crazy. Super crazy. The technology. Find out the schematics of Bob Ireland, man. Team Ireland's about to show up. I don't even know what they're going to be called. Yeah. They're about to show up. 2026, Sea Ireland. I called it here. <laughs> you heard it. Well, I mean, uh, on, on that note, speaking about the Olympics, I mean, what do you guys, what are the thoughts on 2022? Because especially in the last couple of days, there's been a lot of, a lot of, uh, got a boycott, can't go to Beijing. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, there's been a lot of people trying to boycott the IOC, and the Olympics shouldn't happen this year. Uh, or not, not so much Tokyo, more of uh, Beijing. I did not know so, that. Because of what? Uh, just because of all the um, discrimination and yeah. kind of camps and the yeah, yeah, the weird stuff going on up there. Not yeah. good. Mm. Yeah, it's not not good. Not good. I mean, but I, I, in my perspective, I. I don't, you're not going to accomplish anything except you're just going to hurt the athletes. I mean, obviously yeah. it's from an athlete perspective, so it's a selfish perspective, but at the end of the day, the boycotts have happened before. We've boycotted Olympics before. Yep. Yeah, other countries have boycotted our Olympics in Los Angeles. I mean, you know, we've done it before and literally nothing was gained from, I mean, at least to my recollection. I mean, there weren't that many things that were gained from doing those boycotts other than the athletes weren't able to compete and I mean, I already know people that were pushing for Tokyo last year and decided to retire because they didn't want to go through another year of having to get ready for another Summer Olympics, and they're right on the line of, do I have... Right? qualifying for those Tokyo games, and then it doesn't happen, and you got to go through that process again? Insane. Crazy. Ooh. Super crazy. I've been here... Bringing attention to the issues while they're, while they're there. I don't know. I don't know if China would let them. <laughs> I mean, could China say? <laughs> yeah, like what? I, I think it'd be tough in the moment to stop an athlete from, like, the Olympics is one of the biggest, if not the biggest, media coverage sporting event in the world. And to like cut cameras as soon as an athlete feels to express themselves in the moment. Yeah, I don't think they could do they, that. that. If yeah. A little bit of a tape delay, though. Come on, I don't know if there's <laughs> any. Yeah, but it's. But they aren't controlling the network. Yeah, they don't control. That's true. Yeah, that's true. They could control the networks that come in, mm-hmm. but I don't think yeah. with this, I don't know, not to get political. I don't think with this administration, like, I think the U.S. would participate. But you would. I mean, I don't know. Would you? I mean, you I would, would want so. it to happen. Yeah, right? I would, would hope like... so. That we. It, it depends on like obviously. First and foremost, like the safety aspect of the world, but um, if those issues are addressed, if there's any, if there's any issues, like as long as it's safe, I don't see why not. When you guys have all been to the O show, I'm the only schmuck over here in the corner, so I'm just happy to be able to chat with you. Yeah, there was like chatter of that going into the last one, but you also had an administration where like butting heads, I think, a little bit, and then it kind of smoothed over, but. Yeah. Can't. Don't have CNN at the house or Fox News or MSNBC, <laughs> so can't. I mean, 
ESPN is my new source. So. Yeah, who's boycott? Who are these people who are calling for boycotts? Brands? Uh, I don't know if it's brand. I mean, just different different uh, groups. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's just different groups. Groups talking to IOC. You know, <laughs> Damn groups, of, man. Damn a lot, of, <laughs> lot of different groups. A lot of different. Are they groups. on Facebook? Are they on Facebook? <laughs> They're definitely. On. <laughs> Are you It'll be interesting to see. Yeah, let me pull it up. I'm excited to see how the Tokyo ones go. And then what that looks like. Is um, that right? Is that... Yeah. Have they made a clear cut? Like, yes, we're yeah. going to do this? I mean, they have for a while. I think they've been saying that. I'm pretty sure it's happening. It's going to be cool to see. Now, is it just a, a no fans? I don't know. I'm not... What's, I don't know about that. Can the international fans go, you think? I don't know. I don't know if you can fly to Japan or not. Family is like... Maybe they just... I bet... I, there's... I don't know. I don't know. But well, I feel like, like an NBA, you test into the bubble and then like you just go as an athlete and maybe that's for have sure. It. Like you have it, you stay, yeah. which I think would kind of be somewhat cool if it was just athletes. Yeah, like, like it brings it back like to Hunger Games. It brings <laughs> it back. It brings it back to like what what why you do sport. You do it for the sport, not for like the media, the yeah, yeah. fans, anything. You just do it for love of the sport. Yeah. Which is kinda cool in my eyes. Like Yeah. I don't know. Do I mean there'd still be like, media, you'd be doing all Zoom stuff, but Yeah. But it would be different. But it would can definitely you imagine be yeah, an so. Olympics back in Lake Placid or something at a place like that where it was like Yeah, uh, icy. Yeah. <laughs> Cold. <laughs> Rainy. <laughs> so here it is uh full-blown full boycott push for beijing olympics groups alleging human rights abuses against minorities in china are calling for a full-blown boycott of the 2022 olympics in beijing a move likely to ratchet up pressure on the international olympic committee athlete sponsors and sports federations i think i'm like more on the side of murph that if you want to bring more attention to it like shutting it off i don't think brings attention to it but like right. allowing athletes maybe to go and draw attention to it and yeah no, the way they see fit maybe who knows maybe it might be a better answer than boycotting but super hard it's a thing again like probably no we're no experts answer, and we're but, not yeah like yeah i mean i just don't think it accomplishes any i don't what would I don't you, know what it would really accomplish other than hurting the athletes. At least on the U.S. Yeah. end, do you mean? Uh, especially, I mean, I feel like we're all going to be biased towards that because we've all spent 15, 16 years, you know, yeah, in the sport, pouring your heart and soul into it, and then be like, oh well, we're just not going to go this cycle. Another four years. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, the I mean, the cause is like a very just and yeah, for sure, yeah, necessary one. But it, sure, I just yeah, I think if you you don't go to the Olympics. I just don't see how it helps. Like who, your country or your sponsor is making a statement, but that's impacting people in your own country. It's not impacting people in China. Mm -hmm. right. so well, they're probably not like, seeing any of the impact. I guess, I guess the thing would be you're not like, they're probably counting on some revenue dollars coming in. And if you don't, if you boycott it and you don't go and the sponsor right. money doesn't come in, then it maybe has an impact. Right. But yeah, it's tough not looking at it all being well, the sport from the athlete perspective. Right. Like, yeah, you'd want to go. It would, it would also be, you know, um, piggybacking on that loss of revenue and people not, like, you know, 
you have mom and dad show up, you have mom and dad show up, like all the money that they spend yeah. and everything, and like losing revenue there, there's no revenue coming in, right. spending on merchandise, hotels, food. So maybe it would be more impactful to work out. I don't know. Yeah. That's a tough question. But it would be cool if they don't boycott it, if there is some kind of like organized effort to bring a tent, like bring light to that. Obviously, like maybe you know, among the athletes, yeah. right? Athletes yeah. all come to get yeah, like together. Yeah, like why were you considering not coming? Like, yeah. like, here's why. Or even like just you know your interviews or you know that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Tough one. Good food for thought. Deep. Deep. We got deep in here. Deep. Real deep. So. What 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 else do we do? We cover everything. Do you think yeah. we're good until when's the next time we come back and do uh, this again? Is it fall? Yeah, before summer. Is it fall? Yeah, I guess see how talk about where people went in terms of summer training and yeah, domestically. I think we definitely do a domestic one. Yeah. Go through. We'll just go over the selection invite list. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Every single name. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Do we give a prediction for the Olympics? Do we give a team prediction? I guess. Yes or no? We'll do a team prediction. Team prediction. Do we give a who's going? I mean, we could start with yes or no. You think the Olympics are going to happen? Yeah, I'd say yes. Yes. Four yeses. Four yeses. It worked. Yeah, I think it's going to happen. Yeah. Will there be spectators? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Summer, I don't know about. I don't know on the spectators. On the summer, but. Yeah, early. As soon as the Super Bowl ends, right, they do like the Vegas odds the next day. Next so this day. would be six weeks later, Vegas odds after the end of Nationals. But <laughs> yeah, it'll be. I don't know. Well, it, it, you know, there's it. so yeah, many different variables in <laughs> on how they would break down, at least uh, domestically, how would they break down the spots. Do they go? Don't a couple already have it pretty much locked? Mm. I don't think so. No? I'd have to... I thought it was if you were top four, or maybe even top six this year. It's top six on this list. Were any events, though... We have a couple of those, no? Just January. Oh, so it's the fifth list, including all the sports. It's how you read it. Got it. It's how you read it. Is it top six on World Cup or top six on this list? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Mm. From my reading, it's this list. So what, it could be right in hand of you? Jalen? Not on this list. How does that work? You hang the two year points. Yeah. Get That's a couple wins year. under you, you get yep. you got a thousand. But again it's how you read it. Who knows? Yeah. Well if it says fist if it says the fist points list, that's what they're going off of. They're usually pretty on the ball. I mean, that is that's what the writing but it doesn't is. say points list anywhere. There's it no just says fist. There's no qualifier events like free red still does like this Not is this it. year. Got it. No. I think there should definitely still be a gold cup. Like the gold that. cup would definitely be. I don't know. I think you and I like we're talking Emerson the other day. I think that'd be tough though if spots are so mm. limited to do a gold cup. They are limited. Limited like I think there's a couple of skier cross athletes yep. actually coming up Chuck that dip into that pool of. The freestyle overall discipline, big air, like when there's already such a fight for spots, 
the gold cup, I think. Gold is pretty cup. sweet. And 10 G's? When there was more spots, though, like, I think I just 10 G's and stamp your ticket. I guess Let's I go. sympathize a little bit more for, like, the athlete that has had more consistency than the guy that showed up on one day and killed it. Right. Considering what they've all been through last year, year before that, it is like a two-year type thing. But right. Don't get me wrong, it's great entertainment and it's a good story. Yeah, but the guy who wins that thing can historically show up and like do something. Yeah, does well. No, was sure. it? Did Travis Mayer do that? Travis Mayer got second. Cup? And, yeah. and Casey, Casey didn't do it with yeah. the gold cup, but kind the, of the same the thing. The selections guy came out. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And what did he get fifth? He got fourth. Fourth? No, he got fifth. Right. Is anyone close? Yeah. Yeah. Fourth or fifth? Oh, I mean, he was, he was the top American. Yeah. Fourth or fifth? Games. Fourth or fifth? Fourth. Were you on the team in 14? Weren't you close in 14? Yeah, I was close, but I was yeah. dead. But that's the thing, too. I mean, didn't that year you had a fourth at World Cup, didn't you? Prior to the games? Fourth or a fifth? At Val St. Cone, right? Was fourth. Yeah. Got called up when it performed. But were you yeah. on the team then, or no? Yeah, I was on the team. Oh, First year on the team. Yeah. Got I remember that was at Deer Valley, right? Yeah. When I got, yeah, it was we were in Orleans. We got was to Deer Valley. Deer Valley uh, was it the Norm? Was it the regional? It was a regional. I think it was a regional. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Mark Kennedy video. Get Mark out of the game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, historically, a lot of those people that get the last minute call up do something like Bradley Rally did it in, yeah. what was it, 15 at Ruka? Yep. Got called up. I remember sitting in Aspen with him, and then he went and got a fourth at the World Cup opener. Yep. Mm -hmm. Food for thought there. Game time. All right. Are we doing the Vegas odds picks, or? Are you talking about the qualifying team, or are you talking about the podium at the Olympics? Uh, keep it domestic, or the team going? Or? Team going. Team yeah. going. Team going. Okay. Are we going? Four, are we going? If we doing four and four, I mean, how many spot? What? How many spot? What are I we think thinking? Whatever you think it's gonna be. I think it might be four and three. Four and three. I don't know. If we, can we come I, up with a consensus on that? I, I don't think know how many spots in there. <laughs> Uh, I'm thinking we're going back to 14. I think we're having a 4 and 2, but you think that's four just two. me. That's how I see it playing out. Did they four add more two. spots when they added Big Air? I don't think so. Oh, shit. Was it but just I think the Big Air team might be the same team. The slope team. That's how Snowboard did it at the last one. They did? I thought they were on a different team. They didn't? No, that's not true. I think there were some that were just specific. Really? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like Chris Corning we or could, the big air maybe? We could consult the team managers, but... Yeah, the team managers. <laughs> we could. <laughs> I thought it was the same team, but I don't know. Interesting. So, are we going four and two? Be optimistic. I think you four go with whatever you think it's going to be. Four and three? Four and four? I mean... Four and four. Uh, I think it'll be Brad. I think it'll be Nick. Um... I think it's gonna be I'm trying to think else. I think Dylan. I think Dylan's gonna come in. I think he's going to his O show. He's putting in his dues, he's putting in his time. He's skiing well. It's a good event. I think Dylan will go. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Dylan. I do. I think he's gonna I go. Do too. Yeah. I do too. Uh that last spot. 
that's a I mean that is such a tough one because you could have somebody like a Cole McDonald come out win selections boom go out Deer Valley home course and come at it like just super super interesting to figure out I don't and I mean it's it's funny that we're doing this now and literally May because yeah. there are so many other variables like injuries and all that's kinds what all of the like, red sports talk radio is I'm like ah, uh, they're um, just gonna hit early, thirty home yeah. let's see um, Donnie Pelt here Donnie <laughs> Donnie I'll go Joel I'll go oh. Joey I'm gonna go I was gonna go exact same four Exact same four? Yeah. I think Joel is going to get it done. I'm basing it on four and four. Who are your women then? Four women. Um, I will go with Kai, Jalen, Hannah. Morgan. Yeah, I like those four. I'm OG's right four. there though. OG in this. And Tess. T Tess. Yeah. I totally forgot about Tess. I'm sticking with my four. Okay. I'm going exact same as Bob. Same order. I'll have the same. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Brad, Nick, Dylan. If you went straight off this, would Dylan be in there? Well, I mean, he's the third ranked. He's the third ranked. Yeah. I did. Um. And you know if they were in like the qualifying events. Yeah. Days, so. Gotcha. So I'm gonna go with those three, and then I'm gonna throw a full wild card in there and go uh, coming out of selections, Jackson Harvey. Jackson Harvey. Damn. Yeah. I think oh. he's gonna come he's out. He's sick. Damn. I think he's gonna come out win selections, and I, I have big hopes for him. I think he's gonna do it. He's a good skier. It's my it's my full wild card. Yeah. Full wild, wild card. card. Good on you. Yeah, um, no, he impressed. For sure, the Fist Open. Yeah. Was, I mean, every time I saw really that kid ski, so. he was... Yeah, I mean, humble, he's, nice kid. He's, like, he's got the jumps, he's got the skin. Yep. That's my hot pick. Hot pick? Girls? That's my hot pick. Uh, girls? You don't You don't have to comment. you got stakes in the race. I'm going with... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Full shape, Lamley, that. Uh, that girl's good. Yeah, she is good. She'll be old enough. I mean, well, if she'll be old enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not much originality, I guess, in three of my guys. I'm going to go Nick, Brad, Dilby. And a couple times I've seen at the bottom of the course this year, one person I was impressed about and think if he can have some more consistency is Lando. Yeah, he's, on, he's a mm -hmm. exciting skier to watch. <laughs> and think he had kind of an up and down year, and if he could piece it together, he has another year in that suit, mm -hmm. a little bit more comfortable. He would be my wild card. Cole's in there too, but you know, pick four. I'll go Lando. I think Cole gets some World Cup starts this year, hopefully. And then uh, 
girls. Mo, she's a gamer. Total gamer. Hannah. Um, I think I said it last year, <laughs> and it was a bit of a like still top ten in the world is is, is a good year, but not not like the year probably result wise. If you asked her, she wanted Tess, but I think Tess will mm-hmm. have a strong showing going into it. She's another gamer and mature by her years. I think she's got kind of the mental capacity to focus in on getting back to the games. So Tess, and then yeah. Between Jaybird and Lamley. Uh, Jaybird's a competitor too. I'll go Jalen. Yeah. yeah. Well, the one thing, I mean, I don't. But I think Lamley will, like, will get some starts. Yeah. I mean, that women's, that women's field in the U.S. is. Steep. Out of control. They are all yeah. very good. And I think we'll all be super surprised come. January with the four going. But what you do see consistently is that in terms of the Olympics, experience certainly helps. So all those the Jalens and the Morgans have that experience of like going through the process getting to the games, know what they need to do, test as well and just getting it done. Yeah. Where that's a that's a heavy weight if you it is. First World Cup well, and you're trying to make the games. Yeah. like it People always do it, though, man. But, I mean, the last Olympics, too, and correct me if I'm wrong, seven out of the eight were not previous. Previous games, are the difference between previous games and, like, not even a World Cup start. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, Casey proved it. Yeah. No, he took absolutely. it all the way to the top American there. Yeah. It's going to be interesting, and that's when we have time. It's going to be interesting to see how he comes back. Yeah. It could be interesting, because he'll be be back in the fold this year. Same thing. I mean, is Jesse going to be able to be back in time? Because I know he had that injury. Is he... I think he's back. Is he back? Yeah. You know? Here's another another topic to touch on. How about uh, we talk nationals on the men's side. How about Nessa? With the dub, yeah. That's the way to go out and retire. Way to go out, huh? Yeah, absolutely. She's great, too. It's a good good honor. Cork with a cork grab. Look good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she was having fun, too. It was good to see. It was. It was. Not many people get to go out kind of like on their terms, you know? Yeah. It was really cool to see that. Yeah. She skied really well. No, it's good. uh, Good end to the uh, to the season. The hog uh, Casey as well kind of finished that thing off right. She skied really well, Sabrina. It's gonna be interesting to uh, interesting to see how it all plays out. Yeah. So this is the prediction as of May seventeenth. It'd be in, fun to folks. see yeah the training where everyone goes and the chatter. Hopefully everyone stays healthy. Healthy, but you know those will those will happen. But kick back up. Yeah, like like Ian, you know. I mean, it's one of those oh, just, just just brutal. We're just talking about nationals on a high note. It's really, it's one of those. Well, you <laughs> touch on those injuries, and it's one of those things. Kid's skiing super well, and I didn't even hear. Do you know what he? he yeah. remembers? I look like he blew his knee. I mean, I have no yeah, idea. I think some it's some other stuff too. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean that's that's super super tough, especially at this event. That event. Well. 
Seems happen. like it always happens there. Like somebody always gets hurt in national. Yeah. yeah. Somebody who's like right super, up. super yeah. well. Yeah. Like Hanscom. Casey. <laughs> Casey. Yeah. I hate to laugh, but yeah, it's either that, like someone that's really close to cutting it, or someone that's like, I'm going to make a comeback at nationals. <laughs> the Zach Walker. <laughs> Blow your hip out. Oh, that, was that was gnarly. Communicate up against a guy like gnarly. show. Yeah. Oof. You think you're hanging until bottom air, you're not. <laughs> Oof, that was brutal. Ouch. That's definitely brutal. Well, we gotta finish on something else, so we can't end on that <laughs> low, the low point. Damn, we can't end on everybody being fucking hurt. <laughs> uh, well, let's do a quick Olympic podium run while we're at it. Why while we're at it? Okay. Olympic okay. podium. I like it. Uh, Olympic podium for men I will go uh, I will go and no one has skied the course right? I mean this is total so. full well, I've seen a picture of it you've seen a picture of it but I don't think they didn't do the Never, test event no one's ever skied it but it looks sick can I tell you what they, so it looks sick yeah this is coming from the guy who loves skiing China <laughs> yeah, yeah I know. classic China. <laughs> China. Classic China. It looks beautiful. Small bumps. Small bumps, tight foam snow. It's going to be great. Everyone's going to love it. I also had a good time in China. Yeah, you did. You did. You did. I actually had like a bad time until it turned into a good Not so great, so it's good. Uh, I'll go Mick. I think there's no one else that's analyzing that picture that you have. If it's out there, he's analyzing that picture and he's going to try and... He's seen it. He's he seen knows. it and he'll figure out, okay, this is what left line looks like. This is what the middle line looks like. Middle right. It's line. just totally... <laughs> just looking at it. Totally analyzing it. So yeah, yeah I think the Queen's Gambit. What? The Queen's Gambit. All the different run scenarios. A couple of Canadians and just... <laughs> <laughs> I will go with, uh, second's going to be tough. Uh, I'll go Kavet. Kavet in second. I think Kavet's, really? yeah, I think Kavet will okay. come in second. Um, and I think, uh, I think Matt, I think Matt Graham wow. will finish out, uh, finish out top three. That's my call there. Women's? Oh. Women's, I got, I got stakes in the game. Duels? No, you can't. No. Duels? Duels? I don't think. I'm gonna Team go. That? I'm gonna go. Mick, Akuma, Matt. Mick Akuma, Matt. Yeah, and then for the women, I'm gonna go. That one is hard, man. I'm gonna go. I want to say like Kai, Perrine, Hannah. Okay. Whoa. Yeah. Nice one. It's t that one's yeah. so hard, dude. It's like a toss-up. I'm gonna go with Mick, Matt, Dylan. Ooh, yeah. I'm gonna go with the all-time, the all-time story. That's <laughs> what I'm going with. And then for women... I'm gonna go Morgan, Perrine, Lazarenko. 
Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I forgot that Morgan. Yeah. Yeah. Hard to count her out, too. I'm going with the story types for story both time. of them. I like you know? it. Why not? Why don't you put Dylan up in top spot? cycle without a guy on the podium so I'm gonna go with Nick Ooh, and okay. then nice. part of me wants to go with a Kazakh like a Dimitri to seal off the career or like a Kolmakov mm. okay. <laughs> yeah, like, like like, and they do well on those yeah. short like mm-hmm. short bump, Super tight. tiny yeah. bumps so I don't know what do you guys think Dimitri or Val. I'd go to Dimitri. Bowl, man. Dimitri? I would, yeah. Seal it? I need Dimitri. Good yeah. capper of the career. Go with Dimitri, yeah. That's just part of me. Like, seeing what happened at World Champs this year, speaking to me. <laughs> cool. Well, there you have it. There, yeah. Good, uh, Seal. That's a good, that's a good roundup. Yeah, Murph, for sure. I think one thing to uh, finish it off, Murph, we are uh, going to be donating to which foundation? Oh yeah, the, uh, what did we do? What oh did we yeah, you guys, you guys should introduce that because I think you had some support from them. Well, you did as well, right? I don't. I think I applied, but I'm not sure I got it. Um, yeah, well, take it away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, to the uh, the T2 Foundation, they uh, they help skiers of multiple disciplines um, at various levels reach whatever their goals may be. Um, yeah, they and, helped at least half of the people in this circle here yeah. if not three quarters three quarters yeah <laughs> yeah um they thought about helping me <laughs> they uh they really helped bridge the gap and they may have but no because you have to wear a sticker on your helmet if you get support from them right no no i, I did thought, um, i thought that goes to the highest better but <laughs> yeah gotcha but uh yeah, they're a great organization I thought you had like moxie on the front of your house, yeah, you know? yeah, Moxie and John Deere, John Deere, <laughs> or John Deere, yeah. Oh, it's Napa <laughs> and Napa, yeah. A perfect T two Foundation. Well, uh, thanks yeah. a lot, boys. Thanks, Look T2. forward to uh, doing this again a little bit later in the summer, and I'm curious to see how those predictions will will look just we'll when we up. get to like October or something. Yeah, <laughs> you think they're gonna change? <laughs> I think that they will change. I think a hundred percent that they will change, which yeah. is unfortunate, but I think it will happen. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, yeah, look forward to doing this again soon. Yeah, thanks, thanks a lot, thanks, guys. Boys. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Hey, everybody. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please make sure to like, share, and subscribe. And if you're watching or listening on YouTube, please make sure you hit that bell button so you get notified every time a new episode drops. Thanks.